So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. He is a heat magnet. Yes. Yeah. Because he's not a really super big guy. And we, I've talked about this to, to a lot of guys because if a guy's 5'8 or whatever, every guy in the audience thinks they can whip his ass. Uh, we did get a report that came out over this past weekend uh, from WrestleNomics. Uh, just last year, they tried to establish WWE Day One as one of these big, massive, stable, you know, pay-per-views, right? That's That was what they wanted to do. They wanted to start this New Year's Day uh, tradition. Lines up perfectly for this year. The fact that it's on a Sunday night, perfect, right? Everything would be great. WrestleNomics says, uh, no, actually, that's not going to be happening. It was supposed to be in Atlanta. Tickets were supposed to go on sale last month. None of that is happening. There's no rebranding. They're just canceling it, uh, reportedly. No day one at all, which means there's not going to be a pay-per-view between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble. So that would be going from the end of November all the way to the end of January without a premium live event. Also here, Dutch, uh, reportedly there are changes coming to the premium live event structure next year. Maybe getting getting away from the gimmicky pay-per-views a la Hell in the Cell and going with more international events. Uh, your thoughts on, on all of this that's coming out I, here. I love that. I love that. I hate I hate the gimmicky pay-per-views. It's just more the same and you know, and you to, you to see the same type of match two or three times a night or more, it gets old after the first two. I mean, have a regular big card, have a lot of angles. It's like a, it's like a big show. This guy has a, a, a issue here in match two. This guy has, and the girls have a, a issue in match three. And then you build on that. Then of course you get, you're gonna depend on your top two or three matches to draw your, to draw your crowd anyway. Do it that way. I mean, I hate to see uh, an all steel cage pay per view. I hate that that's why i don't watch it so like and the hell in the cell i hated hell in the cell never did like that anyway and i never understood the thing we used to do a deal called the, the double ring battle royal you but you can only do that to so many times because then the people said we've seen it but they haven't seen all the stories that you can throw at them so i mean i'm a story guy tell me a story Show me a conclusion or some or, or something that splits off and goes in a different direction. I buy that all day long because it's different and the story can change. But for the same gimmicky type pay-per-view all the time, I don't like it. Well, and SP3, one of the things that we've talked about with Hell in the Cell is very rarely since this became a specialty pay-per-view where this cage is the focus, 
very rarely has there actually been a feud or a storyline that merits going inside Hell in a Cell, and it's really kind of watered down the match in and of itself. If the I I am all for this because you know we're we're sitting here every year we're going well which one of these Matt I guess they could put this in a Hell in a Cell I guess when they could do this Cody and Seth all right that one made sense that was great and then you add in Cody's Peck and you know the the match ended up being you know a, a spectacle in and of itself this year but i mean man it just completely watered down something that used to be so iconic to the point where we don't want to see it anymore and that's not what you want out of these matches yeah the only thing i kind of disagree with was the cody and seth i didn't really think that was worthy of a hell in a cell it turned out to be a great hell in a cell match but i don't think a guy beats another guy twice coming into a new company and all the heel did was beat him up once, cost him a U.S. title shot, and then you get to a Hell in a Cell. Nah, that doesn't feel worthy of a Hell in a Cell after Shawn Michaels and Triple H were at war with each other for two years before they went to a Hell in a Cell and Batista yeah. and Triple H's war with each other. They did they did a similar feud where the babyface beat the heel twice before we got to Hell in a Cell, but it felt worthy of it because of the beating that Triple H gave them. We just haven't felt that with the Hell in a Cell, so I think it's a good move to move away from these gimmick pay-per-views. They've been doing it since 2009 when they introduced Hell in a Cell and TLC. They've already pretty much scrapped TLC, and they want to focus on these big stadium shows. So getting rid of Hell in a Cell kind of opens the door for that. And in this new regime, they've kind of put an emphasis on leaving a mark or a memorable moment or match in each pay-per-view or premium live event that they've done so far under Triple H. You know, SummerSlam, you had the Brock Lesnar lifting up the ring big spot with the forklift uh, Clash at the Castle you had Solo Sokoa being introduced you had Gunther and Sheamus uh, their epic encounter and then Extreme Rules you had Bray Wyatt's return so just focusing on those particular type of pay-per-views and even the big stadium shows that's what WWE needs to do right now because they have the good regime that's going to give us the quality content that requires and that lives up to these high marks pay-per-views as much as i would uh hate it from a standpoint of it of it not benefiting me because it would be less interview opportunities i wouldn't be mind if they completely scaled down the number of premium live events that they do in a year where you're not having to book every three weeks or four weeks uh, a, a pay-per-view it kind of allows things to to breathe a little bit and make some of these these actual premium live events feel like a premium live event where they're making more money now than they were before with all these pay-per-views 14 or 12 or 14 spread out over the year uh yeah and they're making more money now and they made more money during the pandemic now one reason is the saudi deal and now now they're taking pay-per-views to, to to saudi and i think they want to if they want to be worldwide entertainment they got to actually go worldwide so I think a good place would be Australia. I think that would be a great place to have a pay-per-view. Or Japan. Or Germany. I don't think, have, have you ever been to Germany? Probably for a house show or something like that. But, yeah, no. And What's they did do they did do an event in Australia, didn't they? The, uh, the showdown? The under super, super showdown that had the yeah. Triple H uh, Undertaker match. I think that was back in 2018. Yeah, yeah so they've been there. Go, let's go to Rome. What about Rome and the Coliseum? I doubt if they can get in there. Boy, that'd be a great deal, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Run some chariots out there. 
<laughs> I mean, you got what Roman inside the Roman Coliseum. Let's go. See, you're already yes. thinking. See, just a little. That sells itself. Let's sells go. itself. Just have him come out there dressed up like, uh, oh, what's his name, Russell Crowe. Hell yeah. Let's hey, go. Get an actual lion in there. Let's go. And I think they could. Some of the places, you know, it. They have the world to go to. So I think that's as part as part of the draw as anything else. I would like to see a, I would like to see a pay-per-view from Germany or see it from Japan or Australia. You said they've already done one in Australia, but and they've done them in, in, in England. But have they done one in Mexico? No, I don't think wow. so. Not like a major show. Mm-hmm. That I remember, not even. I think they've done like house shows. They've done house shows in Mexico. I don't know if they've done one since they started touring again, though. Yeah. Oh, I did some house shows in Mexico too that damn near killed me. And this was WWE, you know, because WWE is noted that the people don't get rowdy, they don't get mean. They literally was coming over the gate, over the you know the little barricade there. And I may have told this story before. I went back to security. I said he wasn't with me. I said, "Where are you at?" Why? I was back here drinking coffee. I said, you better get your ass out there with me. <laughs> them people trying to kill me said, oh, shut up. Those people are not going. Because he was used to WWE audiences in the States. Kind of, yeah, they'll boo you a little bit, but it's all in fun. Well, he went out with me the next night. We were really close on the border of Mexico. They were saying, they were cussing me in Spanish. And he looked at me, he said, you weren't shutting me. I said, no kidding. That's what I'm <laughs> And I told him the night before, I said, listen, I forgot his name now. He's a good guy. I said, if I get hurt out there, I'm going to make sure you get fired. And the next night, he was right there with me. So Smart man. And I knew just enough Spanish to get the dog beat out of me. So <laughs> I was talking to the fans, and they were getting mad. But anyway, that's so – Yeah, what... let's take all these guys out worldwide and uh, show them what the real – what the real crowds are like. Exactly. That's what they need. But if you tell young guys today what the wrestling business used to be like, they look at you like, you got to be nuts. Shut up. I mean, they don't they don't watch YouTube or anything. They don't watch any of these crowds really, really getting upset. Yeah. Because in Puerto Rico, I keep bringing it up, that's the roughest place I've ever been. I have fought my way to the ring to get there. Because it was the last match. They were all drunk. They hated me. We took six cops and had to, and sold out, packed. You couldn't move. Standing room only. And we had to push our way through. And then, and they were still trying to hit me. And then on the way back, it was the same deal. Crazy. See, if you get them in that zone of they don't know what's real and they don't know what's real, they start believing it. But sometimes it, it sounds good till they try to kill you. <laughs> then you try to say, oh, no, we were just playing. It's an angle. It's an angle. Hey, K-Fade, K-Fade. <laughs> I was going to say, at least <laughs> nowadays, fans tend to be more tuned in to the fact that it's an actual show. So maybe you wouldn't see that. But God knows. We have seen a couple of people at least get up onto the ring apron in AEW recently uh, with, with MJF involved. So... It, it all depends on who but, can but generate that is, kind of heat. But he is a heat magnet. Yes. Yeah. Because he's not a really super big guy. And 
we, I've talked about this to, to a lot of guys because if a guy's five, eight or whatever, every guy in the audience thinks they can whip his ass. <laughs> so when he runs his mouth, I'm not afraid of you and I'll beat your ass and I'll send you blah, blah, blah. You know, finally, some of those guys just, they take it personally. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they end up drinking out of a straw because but, they'll get punched out. Yeah. <laughs> Want to advise Mr. MJF, be careful when you go back through their crowd. <laughs> when he, people can go and shoot up house, school houses and, you know, you know they don't give a shit about his ass. Well, there you go. There you have it, folks. So be careful. <laughs> I, I did want to ask you, Dutch, because you said, you, you you know, you get annoyed by the all, you know, pay-per-views with all steel cages. How was your time in, you know, TNA booking lockdown? I, I, I hit. <laughs> that was their deal. I kind of went over there. I'd go to catering, sit down, and, oh, Dutch, uh, they need you somewhere. I said, oh, I'll tell them I'll be there. Then I'd go to the other side of the building, you know, I just, I was basically unavailable for a lot of it because I didn't even know what was going on. I hated the concept, uh, but that come from, I think that came from Dixie, all the matches in the sale or lockdown or whatever. And she said, why don't we make them all in the sale, in the cage? And Jeff and Vince said, okay, let's make them. I, I think at that point, Jeff didn't give a crap. Vince didn't give a crap. You know, I didn't give a crap. <laughs> said, we'll just throw them all out there. And even the talent looked at us. They said, why is every match in the cage? They said, well, you know, it's, it's what they wanted yep. to do. The higher ups, yeah, you know. They they the, the the higher ups. Don't, don't ask me. So. Went over my head. Oh.